My first rifle was a 243. Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me. And they taught me how to shoot with a steady hand. I guess that's something you don't understand. Here we are with another episode of All American Wing Shooting, and I have one of my new friends that I've heard about for so long because of our mutual friend, another lab girl from Wisconsin, Whitney Miller with Riverstone Kennels. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so excited that we finally get to like sit down and talk. I know. I know. <laughs> so we both fuel our dogs with Yukonuba. And we met actually at a Yukonuba event, which was so cool because I had no idea that y'all would be there. Yeah, I know. I like turned around and I was like, oh my gosh, no way. That's we what had, I like, said. to a different state to actually meet each other, you know, like, but it was great. I was so excited when I saw you. I know. I told Chad, I was like, I've waited a whole like two years to <laughs> run into her. I'll be back. And it was like two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. And what a fun event. I mean, that was a great event that Yukonuba put on. I know I was talking with somebody recently and I was like, I've, I've loved Yukonuba for multiple reasons. Um, you know, both of us are on the road with our dogs. So we experience some maybe like unique situations, feeding dogs under that type of stress. But one of the biggest complaints that I have in the past with the food that I loved, but their bags were weak. And every time I turn around, there was a busted bag and you travel two weeks and you get to the bottom of, you know, your stack of bags of dog food. And oh my God, that one's ruined yeah. and you can't feed it. And you're in the middle of nowhere and you sure as heck can't get the same kind of dog food. And you're like, you know, and it just causes extra stress because you know, it's going to cause stress to the dogs to make that kind of switch on their own stuff. And you can even knock style park with everything. Oh my gosh. They literally check every single box that we have for what our dogs need and what we need, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And the team was so awesome and encouraging and supportive and interested in everybody's individual story. Oh my gosh. I know. Like you feel so valued. Like you feel like they really want to get to know you and understand what they could do to even help better what they're already doing. And um, yeah, just an incredible overall great friendly welcoming company I know I was so shocked and I was I was so glad that I got to tag along with Chad to that event and um because you know we've that's what we feed our dogs and all this stuff so yeah yeah it was great it was great and he told me he's like I was like well who's there there because I came a day late yeah and and he was like oh you're not going to know anybody and I was like this is my world I know everybody here seriously I was so excited oh my gosh so let's talk about what you guys have going on up in Wisconsin um it's super special like you have such a cool kennel culture I haven't got to experience it but Mm -hmm. I have ran with one of your clients that you guys have had all three of her dogs and she (laughs) sings y'all's praises everywhere so just tell us about being in the kennel life the retriever world you guys have British labs yeah yeah Um, what's so interesting. So to like go way back, um, I went to school for interior design. And so I was like, (laughs) so did I. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, I love design. I love working with clients in their homes. And so like, you know, I'm like, this is what my career is going to be. This is what I'm going to school for. And so um, I went to school for that. And then literally like, I don't know, maybe two years later, I started working full-time at the kennel. So Josh and I started Riverstone, more Josh than me. Josh started it in 2011, just training gun dogs. And so we had just like this little makeshift kennel. And I was like, all right, like good. Like I honestly had no idea that this was even like a world. Like I was like, you think people are going to send their dogs you for training I had literally never heard of it before <laughs> and so I was like okay like good luck to you I'm gonna go do my job and good luck to you and so, uh, <laughs> so like, he did he ran the whole kennel by himself and he nobody went, would know that because you guys are such a power couple now <laughs> thank you it took a long time to get there but here we are <laughs> And so then, you know, he went to all these different like breeders and was like, Hey, I'm a trainer. If you could refer clients to me, that would be awesome. We can work together. Right. Like let's make this like a team effort. And so, um, people started to send their dogs to us. And there was this one breeder, um, in Holton who was like 20 minutes from us. And she just loved everything that Josh did. His training techniques are softer. You know, they're not like, he's not hard-handed. It's very, um, like praising and it's just it's what the British lab what they need because they're softer and that's mm -hmm. exactly what Josh is he's just the softer handed trainer and um it was so cool to like just watch him grow this business all by himself and then Jan who owned the breeding business she approached us and she's like hey we have this amazing crossover in clientele um would you be interested in starting to um, kind of transition into you guys doing the breeding, like doing what I'm doing, but transition it into Riverstone. Cause what it's so funny. So they started this breeding program 30 years ago and they called it BritishLabradors.com. And I'm like, <laughs> back in the day, it was like a dot-com company. It was like a really big deal. And so I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, and I knew nothing. I knew nothing about how to breed dogs and care for puppies and everything that comes with it. Like not to mention all the paperwork. Do you know how much paperwork? Oh my gosh. Insane. Plus you get records and keeping up with the titles. Yeah. Like it's never ending. It's never ending. And then you have state inspections, you have AKC inspections and you have to have all your ducks in a row for that. And I'm like, there's so much that goes into it. It's not just playing with puppies all day. I wish it was, but it's not, unfortunately. So in, okay, so fast forward, now we're in 2018. We've built a brand new kennel. We've built a house. Like now we are really making some progress in our business. And so we, 2018, we purchased the breeding business. I had been slowly taking it over for three years before that. So like February 1st, 2018, when we signed over the purchase agreement, um, literally nothing changed because I was already basically running the business. And now here we are five years after that. Um, and now Josh and I work like as a really good team, he's doing training. He's doing our online training program. He's just like, Josh is a really, really, really good business builder. And he's amazing at keeping, um, really good partnerships. Like he's a great communicator. So I have to like applaud him for that because I'm nitty like, gritty daily work with puppies. And he's out here. Like, how can we grow? How can we do this better? And, um, he does a great job. It took us a really long time to be able to work together. <laughs> like 
Really? Life. Well, yeah, because like, you know, for a long time, it was Josh Miller, Josh Miller, Josh Miller. And I'm like, oh, what about me over here? Like, I'm scrubbing kennel runs and cleaning puppy pets, like getting dirty. <laughs> so, like, I'm like behind the scenes, like making you could be around. featured in magazines. <laughs> you gave up this glamorous life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what about Whitney? Like, where's Whitney Miller in this? And so it's been so fun, like in such a male dominated industry. It's been really, really fun to kind of make my own like footprints now and for us to be able to work together. So it's okay, been- do you know yeah. anybody in the pointer world? Like, do you guys know Ronnie and Susanna Smith? Oh, yes. oh. Okay, because I love them. And they were, they were like my first family of the mentor when I first started, because my yeah. pointing life definitely um, is what got me started. But yeah. You guys remind me so much of them. And it's just oh, it's hilarious. You. Like they are, they really are the funniest duo to just sit back and observe how they <laughs> interact. And, and, and it's the same thing. Ronnie is the face of it, right? Like he's the third generation, the legend, blah, blah, blah. But if you talk to him yeah. about it, he's going to say, Suze is the one that's got it together. Suze doesn't get recognized for her training abilities and all this stuff. And, but yeah, he's still the big face and she just lets it roll because she knows at the end of the day that she's the one reminding him and stuff. And he'll be like, Hey, Suze, what's this dog's name again? He just calls everybody sis. You know, like all the girl dogs are sis. He's like, what was that dog? You know, and it was, it's just so funny. What was that dog's level again? She she was like, yeah, he was on your team, but I'm pretty sure, you know, and it was, hilarious to get to train with them and see that mm-hmm. dynamic duo oh much I love them we just saw them at pheasant fest in February up in Minneapolis oh, yeah. I love them so um like Rick Ronnie Delmar Susanna oh my gosh like you want to talk about an amazing family they are just the sweetest they're so helpful they are mm-hmm. just like want to see people like thrive and be so successful oh my gosh they just like I love them. They are. Amazing. I do too. They took in my parents. My dad's favorite Ronnie quote, because you know he's full of the one-liners, <laughs> is if you treat a dog like a person, a dog will treat you like a dog. <laughs> yes. And my and my dad says that all the time when I was complaining about the dogs on my trailer or whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, I'm I met them at Pheasant Fest a gazillion years ago. That's where. I mean, of course, like if you have a pointing dog, you know exactly who Delmar Smith is. And I had my wonder lead, which is <laughs> our command lead. The wonder lead is like a gazillion years ago name. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like the godfather of the pointing dogs is in the building. And Rick and I hit it off yeah. because like, we just have that same personality with our big mouse on stuff. And he's a riot. He was so good to Hallie Joe getting her involved on stage and everything at pheasant fest mm-hmm. but he told me one day he was like you really need to be hanging out with ronnie and Susanna. i'm gonna send you ronnie's number you just call him you tell him you're coming to oklahoma such and such day and you're just gonna come stay with him for a few days <laughs> and i'm like i'm not inviting myself to ronnie and Susanna's yeah. house and he was like oh yeah 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 just do it they, they don't even care just just show up and i'm like oh my god <laughs> So it's so funny. Every time we showed horses in Oklahoma, I went to Ronnie and Susanna's. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I know that. And you're right. Like they just, they're just like family to everybody. They are. So that's so cool. So you got to stay with them, hang out with them, like learn. 
all oh the road. Gosh. I learned everything from them. And then I jumped ship. Ronnie always <laughs> told me, he's like, one day you'll wisen up and get a dog with a tail. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah, I got labs. <laughs> and so I was like, oh Lord, now I'm, I mean, I'm not really like running pointers that much anymore, except for during yeah. quail season. So, oh my God. But you yeah. guys remind me so much of the culture that they have. I can only imagine like that that's like your vision, you know, to create that. Oh. Totally. When it's so funny, you know, we have like two little kids and I think you and I are so similar and Suzanne, like we all want our kids to be oh, yeah. like outdoorsy, respectful, like have fun, like little kids. And so I think all three of us being moms in the outdoor industry have like such a, like just the same vision on how mm-hmm. we want our kids to grow up. And it's been so fun. Like my daughter, Ava, she just turned four yesterday, big birthday, yes, you know, I she saw that. Like, Oh, she's so funny. She woke up this morning. She's like, it's still my birthday. And I was like, it's actually not. And she's like, well, I'm still four. (laughs) Yes, you are still four, but it's not still your birthday. That's so cute. I know, but, and it's so funny because like, she loves horses. She's obsessed with horses. We have a horse named Sweet Pea and Josh and Colt have their horse named Willie. And, um, but it's fun to have them grow up around all the dogs yeah all the puppies just be outdoorsy like understand like you know I know you have your daughter helping training we have our kids help training mm-hmm. and it's so cool to see them um mature in in a different way being outdoorsy kids and yeah. have that like I see so much confidence building in such oh a gosh. young age and it's like oh my gosh it makes me so 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 happy to see that in such little kids well Susanna was a huge influence for me when I decided to homeschool Taterbug because she had been homeschooling for forever because they live in different states based on season. Totally. um, So I was like, I just don't know if I can do it. And she's like, oh, you just make it your own. Like, so I found a program. I'm not as dedicated as she is, but I found an online program with Liberty University. And it was so amazing because it was like online college class for mm-hmm. her. So it had every subject. She had a teacher. The lesson plan was done. I just facilitate everything. And she made video presentations and the, she had a teacher that she was accountable to, I guess that we both were. And it worked for us, but COVID made it easy for me to, like I was on the fence, on the fence, on the fence. She went to kindergarten, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I decided, okay, well, bird dog and tournament stuff is still going on. And everything else I was doing, like I couldn't host my shooting clinics and the things that I was doing. So it's like, let's just homeschool because we were homeschooling essentially. Yeah. And, um, and let's just try it. And, and it was because like, she had just encouraged me. I'd I'd call her and be like, I didn't start with that program. I found it, but she helped me get started that first year. Um, and I know that we'll return to that. Tater's been in school now for two months. We were, we started goose season in california and we were driving back to georgia and she was like mom if i go back to public school can i be an ffa i was like (laughs) i could take a break from like and have like the whole day to myself and and really move the needle because i had a whole new set how i really wanted to reinvent myself moving forward and i was like yeah ffa we'll get you there (laughs) we'll get you there oh my gosh i love that isn't it crazy how people come into your lives at like such a perfect time? Like you meeting yeah. Rick and him leading you to Susanna and like everything that has evolved 
from there, like just needing them in your yes, life. And I want to tell everybody like the world, like you don't have to be caught in the system and, and yeah. follow that pressure. I would not trade my bird dog family and the experiences that I've had for anything in the world and to, and to see how round, like well-rounded Taterbug is from having friends all over the country. Like that mm -hmm. kid is FaceTiming another kid in another state <laughs> every single night. And it's so cool because she's got this amazing network. And I mean, I do know, I, I, val I value community because I'm from the South mm -hmm. and we don't ever lose that, but I'm with you. Like, I just wish everybody had a season of it. I mean, you know, maybe it's not for everybody forever, but just a season to live by the seat of your pants. Totally. Yeah. With your kids. Yeah. And you find yourself through it a little bit too. You know, like you're like, yeah. okay, this works for our family. This is what I need to do. And I feel like there's just, um, there's like no ceiling. It's so interesting because yeah. with social media, and with being a mom and with being in the outdoor industry, I mean, you have so many people to lean on. You mm -hmm. have so many things that you can come up with by yourself and so much reach that it, there's no ceiling for whatever you want to do. And, you know, I kind of find that when you present that to people with a blank slate with no direction, except for what's your heart's desire, it's mm -hmm. overwhelming. Yeah, I would totally agree. So, and for me, I kind of got thrown in this too by accident, kind of like mm -hmm. how, you know, Josh's dream became yours and it became your family and, and you discovered this amazing life through the process. Yeah, totally. So it was the same with me. I just got this dog and we were showing horses and I didn't know what to do with her, but she was driving me crazy. I mean, traveling with short hair with horses is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, well, one that when I was a rookie and she had no manners, it was terrible. <laughs> and you know, like that's when I found them. And then I had all the answers. And then of course, like, I just wanted to help people the way that they helped me. Yes. 100%. 100%. I feel that way as a breeder. Like you have these people that they don't know. And I'm like, if I wouldn't have had my mentor, I wouldn't be where I am today. So how can I take what I learned and pass that on to someone else to help them be successful in this? I know. And, and shooting is where I found my mentor through the shooting game and the, and the shooting game led me back to dogs. And, um, I mean, I always had my own dog, but the shooting game opened the door for me to run so many other people's dogs. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really fell in love with that part. But I knew coming back across the country when we were coming back to Georgia that I was going to reinvent because I had done so many different things during the, the COVID two year span, so many doors had opened and I didn't know anything, right? Like I was you, I, I never hunted birds until 2017. Yeah. And so I was, I was building a platform on social media, but I was educating myself. Mm -hmm. And so when I came back, I was like, just like that, I was like, okay, now it's time for me to give back. Like, who was that person? Well, I can relate mainly to somebody just like me because that's my story. Right. So I never really had a targeted market towards women, except for 
a handful of, of clinics and shooting. Mm-hmm. So like now I see so many women, like how many women do you guys have coming to your kennel, wanting to learn about dogs, getting involved in the hunt test stuff, realizing mm-hmm. that's a great place for family. Like, are you seeing that? I would say I am. Um, it's been a, it's a really interesting transition because it's like for so many years, it was always, well, this is the husband's dog. Um, you know, and they kind of do what they want. I'm home with the kids or doing this stuff. And, um, from our side, it was always my husband hunts, but he travels a lot. So I need a really good family dog. And now with these different sports coming up, you know, even something as simple as like a shed hunt, you know, these Mm -hmm. women are like, well, this is something I can do. I don't, you know, if they don't want to carry a gun, whatever, then go shed hunting. Your kids can come out. It's spring. Like everyone's getting like winter fever. You need to get out. Yeah. That's a real thing up there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like, (laughs) I was just talking to a receptionist about today. We're like, we're so sad right now. It's like such an ugly time of Wisconsin. It's like mud season. That's what we call it really. Um, that's been really fun and interesting to watch. And, um, even just someone coming in for like simple obedience training with their dog. It's like the women, like, we'll be like, okay, now let's have you work with your dog. And it's always the women that are like, okay, I'm going to start. And it's so cool to see these women finally stepping out, wanting to be part of the process, part of the Mm -hmm. program. And then I'm always like, okay, now you also have to go into the field, like go and watch your dog do what they love. And then you like, like you take Wendy and now it's like her and she's the one running her dogs and hunting with her dogs. No way. And you know, it's so, it's so, it's so cool just to watch all these different women starting to step out of their shell, finding themselves Mm -hmm. in the hunting world. Oh my gosh. I wish I could remember. (laughs) Wendy drove three hours each way to (laughs) spend the day with me and eat cheese curds at the local bar down in the corner. We had so much fun, but she brought all three of her dogs and her SUV has a tag (laughs) and it was something that says like dog wagon. She's a lab cab. Lab cab. That's it. I was like, (laughs) I said, uh, this lady pulls in. I was like, that's her. You know what I mean? We'd only communicated it on Instagram and, um, and I'm like, she is going to be the coolest person I've ever met in my life. And like, she just gets yes. out and her dogs mm-hmm. come and she had Hallie run all of her dogs and Hallie was like seven then. Oh. And she ran all three of them. And I'm like, I can't believe we were literally probably an hour and a half apart for mm-hmm. three years almost. And then we never crossed paths at a hunt test or anything. It was so crazy, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was so cool to have that connection with the dogs and have females. reach out and say, Hey, I just, I love your post. I love what you're doing with your kid. I just want to come hang out. Yes, totally. We, yeah, it's, I miss the kennel life, not having (laughs) that at home of, and I know it's a disruption to you, especially like when Josh has worked all day, but I loved it when you just look up and then somebody's just driving down the driveway just because they couldn't wait to come visit. Totally. For sure. It's so fun. And it's like, you know, it's like a business, but you create so many friendships. It's crazy. I'm like, and then this person links you with this person, this person links with you with this person. You're like, oh my gosh. And here we are. We're like a spider web through the dogs. And I'm like, if we Mm -hmm. would have never met this person, it's all because of a dog that we have like literally our best friends. It's, I know that's so funny because we'll get in the truck after a hunt or something and we'll be driving either to the next place or home or whatever. And Chad will just look over at me and he'll say, 
this is all because of a duck. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I, I well, for me, it's a dog because I never plan on chasing ducks, but Axel changed the game for me and mm-hmm. wanting to expand my hunting, you know, aspirations. So what, what are you doing up in Wisconsin? You have access to everything. Oh I'm so jealous. I love okay. hunting in the state of Wisconsin. It's endless. <laughs> Okay, here, yeah, you're right. We do have everything, but we don't have a lot of everything. Like, it's just like little, little bit. Like, we have so many geese. I mean, it's like disgusting the amount of geese we have. So we'll geet, we'll goose hunt, we'll hunt ducks, but it is not good duck hunting up here, really. Um, but even like archery, like Josh and I love archery hunting. We'll hunt, you know, deer, turkeys. We have so many turkeys. We have you a do, have do you go grouse oh, hunting? Oh, it, okay. So grouse hunting is a little bit more north of us, but here's yeah. the deal. We don't hunt on our acres. We have 108 acres and we don't hunt it because we'll hunt turkeys on there because there's too many of them. Um, but like grouse are so cool and it's amazing. Oh my, I love the springtime. It's like, you know, it's spring when you hear them drumming. I'm yes. just like walk out and it's like, you hear them drumming from this direction and from this direction. And I'm like, that is amazing. And people that don't know that sound are like, what is that? And I'm like, that is a grouse drumming. And I'm like, if you have never watched a grouse drum, like you've got to go on YouTube or something because it's just these little birds flapping their wings so hard to make this noise that you would never, ever guess comes from a grouse. And so and they okay. sound like a freaking helicopter taking off yes, in the woods. And they're, amazing. they're smaller than a pheasant. <laughs> you know, they're like the size yeah. of a trucker. They are totally. So we had this one last year. We named him Rodney, Rodney the Grouse, because he was at our house every single day. And what we would do is we would take our four-wheeler out and the sound of the four-wheeler like idling, like pop, 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 drew in Rodney. And <laughs> not even kidding you, he would run alongside the four-wheeler as Josh and I would take the kids on four-wheeler rides. It was a go no wait. Do you yes. have videos of that? <laughs> Yeah, Josh does on his phone. It's okay, so you post cool. that and tag us so we can all see Rodney. Yes, it was so cool. I was like, it, and we found out because one day Josh was like, he had started the four-wheeler and like went to get the dogs to take him for a run. And all of a sudden there's Rodney sitting out there and he's like, no way. So he like did it for a couple more days and every time he would come out. And so then we would just drive the four-wheeler up and down and pretty soon he'd show up and there he would be. I'm like, that's so amazing. But yeah, a grouse hunting woodcock. You know, that's all yeah. a little north of us, but yeah, we, we are like a little sanctuary. I feel like because I, I lived don't shoot for pheasants. That yeah. Don't shoot pheasants on our property, but I'll definitely go anywhere else and shoot pheasants. Um, and then yeah, the, the geese, turkey, all of that. So it, it, we are very lucky. I wish we had more birds, but we'll take what we can get. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So what did, what did you fall in love with? Did you, cause you didn't grow up hunting, I guess. No, I really didn't. My dad tried for my entire life to get me to hunt. And then I found Josh and I was like, oh, this guy hunts. I'm going to go hunting with him. And my dad's like, are you kidding me? Like I've tried <laughs> your entire life. And now you're like meet this guy who hunts. And just because you want to spend time with him, you're now going to be a hunter. And I'm like, yeah, basically. <laughs> now you're the, the, the British lab.com queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and your dad's probably so proud. Like look yeah. at my daughter. Oh my gosh. He totally is. Yeah. It's so funny to watch him. Cause, and I grew up with labs, British labs actually, but yeah, this is a whole, whole nother level of that. Um, so I, you said 
you did quail hunting, right? That's, mm-hmm. and so I, that is my all-time favorite upland bird is quail. Really? Oh, when you get into a covey, like, come on, there's nothing better. I love those pheasants. <laughs> They're beautiful. They're so beautiful. I, I just love, I love the Midwest. Do you? Well, you got I to visit then. Yeah. Like I, I love those open grounds and riding the dirt mm-hmm. roads and looking for the sloughs and Mm-hmm. And I loved the the grouse woods. I just have to stay south of where the majority of the wolves are. That freaks me out a little bit. Oh, I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah. that freaks me out too. Um, I do, yeah, pheasant hunt. I am like, if Josh were to say like, he's like, yeah, you were like the upland, upland girl. He waterfall hunts and I upland because it's easier for me with my schedule, right? Like I can drop the kids off. Josh hunts like 90 days a year waterfall. So he's not home a lot during the hunting season. So I'm like, okay, well, I can at least like load the dogs up in the middle of the day, hit up a couple fields and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is something about watching your dogs just work, you know, and I have such a bond with my girl dogs just through the whole breeding program. And so it just takes it to a whole nother level of it's like, okay, well, you're my family companion. You are a mama in my breeding program. And now we're also going to be the trifecta and now we're going to go hunting. So, mm-hmm. um, it is really cool. I will take them goose hunting, duck hunting, but yeah, pheasant is the easiest for me to hunt up here. But it's not easy. Well, it's not easy. Definitely not. I mean, we're like, okay, we're going to go for a walk and hope that we kick something up. <laughs> a walk like, yeah, you're, you're going to be like, we have to kick something up before the kids get out of school. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's great. And I can take a couple of them out at a time. They all work amazing together in the field. So, um, I, I, was, what I told Clark Kennington, I was like, I love upland hunting and, and walk in the fields and all that stuff is just amazing. But then when I was introduced to duck hunting and I was like, Oh, I just need one dog and everything comes to me. And all <laughs> I have to do is get up early. I don't know. I think that's a little tempting right now. Seriously. And then you get the blind where they make breakfast for you. And I'm like, yes, please. This is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. The one thing I'd, I'd always, I get a kick out of when we have a lot of snow up here and I'm putting my snowshoes on to go pheasant hunting, you know, cause oh, I'm like, I haven't okay. had to do that. No, it's like a lot of work, but it's so funny. I'm like, like only in Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota, you know, that we have to put our snowshoes on when we have like two, three feet of snow um, to stay on top of it, you know, but it's so cool because, okay. So say we're walking on top of the snow, there's still the sloughs that the dogs have to go under the cattails and under all of this brush to kick up the pheasants. And it's amazing to watch. I mean, they have just all the heart in the world to Mm -hmm. go and flush the birds. And so it's so fun that I'm like, okay, this is awesome that I'm on top of the snow and you're literally burrowing down to try and kick (laughs) up the birds. I get so proud of my dogs. I'm like, okay. This is I know. Okay, so, shoot and hit the bird. <laughs> and then if, if you can, okay. So you're in snowshoes. I'm going to tell you a blooper and then you, <laughs> you have to, you have to share one too. Okay. So <clears throat> I had just started going to Wisconsin and this may have been the first day that I worked with clients up there. Right. And so I get introduced to the retriever world and it's snow. Like I got stuck there because of a blizzard. And oh, yeah. so somebody comes in to watch their dog work and it was a pointer and they said okay go out 
to where the cattails are. There's a bird planted out there. Just take the dog out there and then shoot. Okay. So here it is like, I don't know how many feet of snow, but yeah. it's like up to my knees, I guess. And so I, I'm out there without snowshoes on. I'm, I'm getting the point of the snowshoes now. Nobody told the Georgia girl about that. So I'm up there. And then all of a sudden this thing just takes a hard left, right? Like massive hard left. And I didn't have my gun. The dog owner just handed me his gun and was like, just go out there and shoot it. So I swing all the way around, mm -hmm. but my feet don't go with me. <laughs> yeah. So as I pull the trigger, I'm totally off balance. It throws me on my butt and I'm like, oh my God. The, the girl who never sees snow just made the biggest day of herself. The first opportunity she even got to like work dogs. I'm probably fired. <laughs> but you know like these things that you just can't prepare people for that's gonna happen oh yeah no doubt and it's like it, it, that's so funny I have totally been there before where and I was just out I don't know I had been out to a hunt club and I basically did the exact same thing as you and I like fell through waist was up to my or snow was up to my waist and I was just like I can't even shoot like I'm like there's no way like I'm gonna be shooting <laughs> in midair if I pull this trigger <laughs> luckily I did not have a crowd like you did <laughs> I mean I didn't even know anything to do but just lay there and oh. laugh I'm like I can't believe this just happened but you just have to just roll with it you totally do. And it's one of those things that you just, like you, like you said, you have to roll with it. You just have to laugh about it because it is what it is, right? Like there is nothing that could have prepared you for what just happened. <laughs> like these, these Yankees just didn't prepare me for all the <laughs> what ifs. What if this happens? You need to be prepared. Like your feet are not going to spin with your body. Totally. Yeah. Or the ice, you know, it's like, oh, that's another thing that we have to be so careful about is when you're going hunting and just like one, not slipping on ice. But then if you're like hunting around a pond, you got to make sure that there's enough ice there to like not let your dogs on if you don't know, because you don't want anyone falling through. But yeah, I don't, I don't have that kind of knowledge yet of the water. <sighs> this, the people that are doing all, I never went ice fishing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's a whole, it's a whole different world up here. I'm telling you. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it is, but I find it to be full of the kindest most welcoming like farm country people mm -hmm. yeah it it is it's um it's it is and it's so funny because I always say that about the south I'm always like people are just so sweet like oh bless your heart <laughs> well that not really like what a, they're not saying really a nice one yeah it's like a, a awful <laughs> see and I'm always like okay well so what does that mean and then um I like, like up here, we are so fast paced. Like everything is like, go, go, go. You get up early, you go to bed late. And I had, um, we had some photographers up here from Tennessee one time and they were like, your sun rises so early. Oh my gosh. At five o'clock, it so looks like noon. Yes. And they're like, you guys literally go nonstop in the summer. And that's all I know. I've never lived anywhere but Wisconsin. I'm like, really? Like we get a lot of more daylight than you guys do. I had no idea but we're, I feel like we're so fast paced up here. And I feel like down South, everyone is just like a slower, like enjoy life. Pace. So where do you guys do, do you guys leave and train anywhere else? Or do you stick it mm -hmm. out there year round because of the kids? We stick it out here year round. So what we do is there's courses that we offer year round. Like we'll offer our bird and gun introduction year round. We offer obedience year round. 
But then when it starts to get into um, like obviously water work, field work, long distance marking, signals, whistles, all of that training, that is only in the summer because we're, we're so limited. I mean, like right now, this is, we are almost at record breaking snow, but we have a good two feet of snow still on the ground. Like we're going to have snow well into April and it's been snow rain layers. But what so about we, the temperatures? Like, are they hitting negatives with the wind chill? Um, you know what? Last week they were, it was like negative six with wind chill. Um, that does not affect us as bad as just the snow. Like we can tough out the cold. That's no problem. You obviously have to be careful with the dogs on it, but, um, it's just more the working conditions that we just do not have here, but yeah, we've never went anywhere for working the dogs, but we do have a house in Arkansas that Josh goes to for duck season, basically. So he gets out of the cold a little bit, not as much snow. So I want to hear about the kids. Yeah. My oldest daughter was on a podcast with me and she said that parents absolutely fail their kids if they don't raise them with a puppy. Oh, and I love that. because She doesn't have her own dog. Yeah. But we've always had a dog and I have always had a dog in the house. Yeah. That's my person. And I feel I feel weird right now because I had left Littles in the kennel this morning and I rushed back in and I meant to go get her. And then I just (laughs) lost track of time. You know, normally she's right here with me. So you have such a unique situation raising puppies and they get to go through every aspect of that. Yeah. It's been really cool. So our four-year-old Ava, she is like the little puppy princess around here. So she loves sitting in on the whelpings with me. And she'll be like, mom, there's a puppy coming. There's a puppy. And she, I mean, she knows the whole thing. Like, I'll be like, okay, where's like the bulb syringe. Now we got to break open the sack. Like she knows it all. And then she helps me weigh them. So we weigh them every day to make sure that they're all gaining weight properly, taking mamas on walks. And she does it all the way that Ava learned her colors is I would be like, okay, Ava, hand me like the pink collar puppy and the orange collar puppy. And that's literally how she learned her colors. And so it was so cool to watch her kind of go into that, um, that stage, I guess, you know, at mm-hmm. such a young age, I mean, she was, it was before she was one and she'd sit in there and she would just hand me over the next puppy to weigh. And, um, and then she'll sit in there and she'll like pet the mamas and she'll put all the puppies up to the mamas to have them start nursing. And then when the puppies are two weeks, that's when their eyes and ears start to open. And she'll be like, Oh my God gosh she's like they are just so adorable their eyes are starting to open and so it's (laughs) so cute watching her little personality just go through all these motions with me at such a young age and someone I don't know maybe a couple weeks ago someone's like do your kids get sad when the puppies leave and I go it like took me a second to think about it because they don't because and but then I was like but that they don't know like keeping a puppy you know like they've never they just, they know that this is just the circle that we go yeah. through, that they leave. And by the time those puppies are seven, eight weeks old, they're like, you know, they're like little terrors at that yeah. age. The <laughs> kids are little and I'm like, they're ready for them to go. But it's been really interesting. Our kids have maybe had one puppy in the house. Otherwise we import all of our dogs from Scotland. And so they know bringing home adult dogs. They don't know bringing home puppies. So it's a really interesting aspect when you think about it that way that they're more used to the adult dogs than the puppies coming into the house and they 
it's interesting when you bring in the adult dogs because they will totally have ones that they gravitate to toward instead of the others, which is, um, it's interesting to watch the process happen. And, and they're too young right now, but what's going to be even cooler is when Ava realizes that that puppy is back totally back and then she gets to experience like the whole next season of that dog's life with josh yeah it'll be so cool and honestly like she could probably start that this summer training with him like i think she could understand being like oh this was from this mama or she knows the sires we own all all the sires so she'd even be able to correlate it more towards the sire like oh my gosh this is strikes puppy and her dog is solo she's obsessed with solo and solo has this amazing connection with her like he is always by her side so if I was like hey this is solo's puppy she'd be like oh my gosh and this was the purple collar puppy or whatever um I think she could start to associate that this mm-hmm. year. yeah that, and that that was just so cool because I mean just when we first came into the lab world and we were in the kennel and taking care of dogs and stuff for me in the very beginning Mm-hmm. They all looked exactly the same. If they were the same <laughs> color, it was like, I have to remember what dog's name goes with what collar. It took oh. me a while because every short hair looks different. Like you're not going to really yeah. find them. And so um, I was like, oh my gosh, just the learning curve. I'll never forget that. Walking through the kennel the first time thinking, how in the world am I ever going to tell these dogs apart? <laughs> yes. And then it was just so easy because you just pick out their personalities and you know mm-hmm. it, but it does take that time and all of y'all's dogs yeah. they just like all the same <laughs> I know when it is crazy like we have you know we have employees like uh we have high school girls that do all of our morning and evening chores at the kennel and our kennel can hold up to 36 dogs and they're all our puppies and so you th- I'm like okay we have like protocol because you know they're not working every day you know, they'll have maybe three, four shifts a week mm-hmm. throughout six of them. And so we have to like, make sure that the boards are always updated. Everything is always updated. They, we have certain protocols that they have to follow when they let a dog out. This is the callers that go on these dogs correlating to this kennel run. Cause you're right. It is really, really easy, especially if you get siblings in. Yes. You're like, oh my gosh. They're the same size, the same mannerisms. Like <laughs> everything is the same. And so, so for people that may be listening, yeah, have never seen behind the door where it says employees yes. only at their kennel. There yeah. is a whole like <laughs> system of mm-hmm. elves that go on 100%. back there. And it is just like I don't know if people understand the care that goes into mm-hmm. dogs that come in for the kennel. Oh my gosh, no doubt. Like we even give our dogs like, you know, like a a day or two break in period. And during that period, like they're going out for walks and even just making sure something as little as everyone's eating their dinner at night and making sure everyone has like clean, fresh water and making sure that their dog beds are clean and the kennel runs are clean and um, who needs a bath, you know, who needs a nail trimming and all of this stuff, even like, you know, our training birds, they need to be fed and watered every day. And so there is truly so much that goes on. And I always tell the chore kids, I hate calling them chore kids, but that's what they are. Cause I'm like, it's chores does not sound appealing, right? Like it, it just does not sound like an appealing job. And I'm like, I, I tell them all the time. I'm like, you guys are so appreciated because you are giving the dogs all that extra care that they need to literally remain 
happy and healthy here during the training. Like there's, they are just as important mm-hmm. as the trainers are, if not more important, because they're the ones that are making sure that they're staying healthy. They can see little things that could happen. You know, say a dog is, I don't know, say they're limping on one leg. Well, during training, maybe they cut their pad open and you didn't see it. Now during short time, that's what they're going to see. Or maybe a dog comes in and they are nervous, right? They've left mom and dad have no idea who we are. Those chore girls will literally sit on the dog bed with them and just give them so much extra love to help them settle in. And I'm just like, don't ever underestimate how important your job is here. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was talking with um, the guy who's running Axel mm-hmm. and he's down at Mossy Pond yesterday. Yeah. And I, and I was like, he said, well, he's doing so great and stuff. And, and you always wonder, you know, especially (laughs) when you know what goes on at the kennel, like telling me that or is, and I said, well, I've never seen him as a kennel dog because he's so spoiled. Like if he's home with us, he's going to sleep in the bed and be inside and all this stuff. So I have no idea how he acts when he's in the kennel. (laughs) I've never put him in the kennel. He was even here in Georgia. He never went to the kennel. He's in the house with me. And littles, you know, and so I'm like, you don't have to just tell me that. Like, if he's the worst kennel dog and sits in there and whines all day and makes you crazy, but he's like, no, he's great. But it was funny because I, he sent me that and he wanted to make me feel better. But I was like, I don't know, maybe he's lying. Seriously, <laughs> because we know, like, we do see them. Yeah. They're like kids, and they For come sure. into a new place and they do have an adjustment. And some of them are like this is like camp and I love it. And all my friends are here and we get to play together. And some of them are like, these people get on my nerves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They do have a totally different personality sometimes when they come in. And it's interesting (laughs) because even our personal dogs, they all live at the house with us. We have indoor outdoor kennel runs down there. And then they're in the house. I mean, we'll have like five dogs in our house with us at a time, the kids, everything. But I will seriously, like, you know, how important structure is with dogs. And I'm like, Sometimes my dogs, I'm like, you guys are going back up to camp. Like I'm taking <laughs> you up to the kennel because I, you need to get a little whooping up there from someone <laughs> other than your mama, because your mama, you know, you can still get away with things where you need to go up and be in someone else's hands and get back on track. And yeah. so it's funny because I get to see that different side with my own dogs being up in our kennel and they are, they know exactly where they're at. They know all the people up there and I can still see their little camp personalities come out. <laughs> It's like, what the heck? And it's so funny because, you know, you see them interact with the other dogs and um, it's cool to see that insider view. We will take videos of clients' dogs through their progress of their training. So it's so fun for us to kind of give them a little inside view, you know, obviously like we're not videoing them in the kennel because it's, that is not fun. Like, okay, that's great that they're laying on their dog bed. Wonderful. But then yeah. you get to see their little personalities come out throughout the videos through the training. And so it's like, you'll see them like be hesitant. And then you see them gain all this confidence. And then they come pick them up and see the whole live demonstration. And when I tell people, I'm like, okay, remember, like your dog doesn't know that you're here because we want them to see their dog in like their natural without their, um, without them being distracted by their owners. Oh, and it's hard if they smell their car or Oh my gosh. Seriously, some dogs will walk out of that kennel and they lift their nose up and they take like, I swear one like smell in and they instantly know. And I'm like, well, 
now the whole dang demo is ruined. Now, <laughs> the owners, owners like, oh my God, they remember me. You know, it makes the owners feel so good. But it, yeah, it is. It's so funny you say it. That's such a great way to say it, that they have their little camp life and their little camp personalities. Oh, they do. <laughs> and so I, I love what I'm doing now. I love sharing yeah. about what I learned through my journey of gaining my knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to showcase all of my friends like you guys, and you want to try to pair people that message me and say, I'm looking for a dog, or can you refer me to a trainer? Well, I really would like to refer you to somebody as close to you as possible so that you can be involved. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes like depending on what game they want to play or whatever, it's not, you know, just a couple of hours away or whatever, but I do try to do that. And it's been really cool because like you said, I didn't know that I could do all these things. It's just traveling and the door was open and I just made new friends. And then I was like, okay, this is all the knowledge that I have. Mm-hmm. This is where, where my strengths are. And how do I present this to people so that it benefits them? For sure. Absolutely. And so like, I just is like, I don't want to keep birds alive. Like I love <laughs> training dogs. I don't, I don't want to have to stress about those dang birds ever again. It, that part wrecked me. and I don't even know why but it was just always such a hassle and maybe because I did so much of it by myself you know Mm -hmm. and then you focus on the dog care and then by and you know you have to check on birds every single day and then I was still traveling and you have to trust somebody that they're coming to check on birds and that they're not just saying well it's just a bird because it's not a bird it is the livelihood of everything that happens here yeah like you know it this is not a career this is a lifestyle like your life literally revolves 24-7 around these dogs. I mean, like, it's crazy. So I have no puppies on the ground right now. Hallelujah. It is the most amazing feeling ever because Josh is like, okay, so what time are you going to be done with chores tonight? And I'm like, oh, I don't have any chores. Like I literally, for the first time in probably nine months, do not have any puppy chores. And he's like, what? Like not like, cause it's not normal. Like yeah. you get so wrapped up into every single thing that you have to do from 6 a.m. to my last walk through the kennel at 9 p.m. Yes. And when it's like, it's almost like you feel like a part of you is missing. You feel like you're supposed to be doing something when you don't actually yeah, have you that. You don't know how you, you have that anxiety that you forgot yes. something or that something's not getting done. Yes. Well, I have this gorgeous kennel that I set up for this. I've got water right out the door. I've got massive fields that run marks yeah so I'm like okay everything that I loved to do before that's what I'm going to create so I just said I'm opening up my kennel to a small number of dogs for boarding yeah so now double barrel kennel is open home away from home for your sporting dog bring your dog to us let us play with your dog if you you know depending on their recall skills and collar conditioning and stuff like we got some of the coolest fun camp that they're gonna have (laughs) You know, bumpers only, I'm not bringing in birds, but they are not going to just be put in a run or a box at some boarding facility that comes in at eight o'clock in the morning and then goes home at five. Yeah. You know, and I, and it's on site where I live and everything. And so I'm like, that's going to be so much fun because I get to play with all of everybody's dogs and nobody has any expectation except they have a great time. 
Oh my gosh. You are literally so smart for doing that. You are so smart for doing that. I love that. And it makes people feel so comfortable knowing that like, you're just going to make sure their dog is having fun. And, well, like, yeah, and, and I don't have to give up anything. Like I still get to focus on all the shooting and me and Tater traveling and hunting and, and, you know, and just be, we just get to do it all. We get to do all the fun things that we loved so much when we were just learning pieces of everything. And, um, so yeah, I'm like, I really do just love getting to celebrate the industry. Yeah. Absolutely. As my career. Like that's what I get to do. I get to help people build foundations, pair them with the best, you know, dog world. If they're looking for that, teach them how to shoot, which is what skills I really built for myself and take people on hunts and yeah, share about it and just create community. Absolutely. And help people have an incredible experience. Yeah. And, and it's just so important. I think, um, the best thing that we can do as women with the opportunities that we've been given is to share them because I'm just thrilled that Wendy felt that I was approachable enough to just say, Hey, I want to come and see you because yeah. I don't know how to go find the women that are looking for me necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Absolutely. I totally get that. Yeah. Just, and I mean, what, like, you just have to ask questions, you know what I mean? Like just start a conversation with someone and then you just, you learn that way you make these friendships that way. And it's like, what's, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen. They're not going to respond. Well, right. And then for you, it's like, I wonder how many women would come if you did like just an obedience handlers clinic, just for women at your facility, you know, in the summer, because the summers, they're so beautiful Mm -hmm. just to have like a mix and mingle with women to help them have more confidence with their dog. Yes. 100%. It's so funny you say that. Cause Josh, like he has retriever roadmap, our online training program. And he's like, I, we have a Facebook community with it. And he's like, you really need to be more active in there. He's like, there are women in there. And he's like, if you are active in there, it is going to help push every other woman in there and feel more comfortable about them posting. Okay. I'm going to tell you to do it too. Do it too, because I wanted to do it so bad and it just wasn't the cards like, you know, that, that I've been given. And I'm so grateful for all the titles and stuff that I won, but I'm a shooter at the end of the day. I wish I was a dog trainer in my next life. I'm going to be the best female pro ever lived. (laughs) I hope you are. That's awesome. You know, I mean, we do get addicted to that community and you can't find it unless you have the kennel. Oh yeah, totally. When I always remind Josh, I'm like, here's the, like, I can talk puppies all day long. Like I could tell you everything that you want to know about breeding and about puppies. And I'm like, but he really is the true trainer. Like, you know, I can tell you a pretty good amount of, especially obedience training, right? Like bird and gun introduction, introducing that stuff. I can do that. But when it comes to anything beyond that, like go talk to Josh, because I am not going to be helpful. But when it comes encouragement, I will encourage you all day long. Keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. But I am not, I, it is not in my boundaries per se to be like, oh, now you should go and do this when you are doing long marks or anything like that. But when it comes to cheering women on and like being like, you're doing amazing, like keep going. I will be there all day long. I know me too. And I just like, I would absorb it and I love to hear about it and I love to watch it, but you're right. Like it is beyond my pay grade to get up to that level right now because I just wasn't in the retriever world as long 
but I desire to know it. I just don't have any more hours in a day. (laughs) Why are there only 24? I know. So I'm like, I can run them. I just can't put the skills on them to get them to the point that. That's amazing that you run them though. Like that's so cool. I've never run a dog in a hunt test. Well, I haven't done a hunt test. I just ran dogs on marks and stuff and in, in the, you know, just hunting. Tater bugs, the one tater tater's the one that's done all the testing. And she put me on the sideline. I've never been so jealous of my kid. <laughs> I never was jealous of JC winning world, winning all her titles, whatever. I just cheer on. I was the groom mom. It was great. I, I mean, you rock that horse world. You look beautiful in your glitter and sequins and all that fun stuff but i stay jealous of hallie like the whole wide world is invites tater bug for all kinds of cool stuff and i'm like if you're like the coolest kid i wish i could be (laughs) you're like i'll live through you yeah because we're adults like nobody's like hey would you like to run my dog yeah well we she ran stroker oh my gosh she got to run stroker and i'm like really and it was so funny because that was he was still down at mossy pond then and clark and lee were out in the field and they're like we don't know if he's going to take that log like she ran a true srs pattern oh my god and and he jumped that log and never considered going around it it was like that dog took care of her knowing there was this little kid he just met and He asked her to do something, or she asked him to do something, and he's going to do it. And he could have easily balked Lee or, you know, Clark at the time or whatever. And they're like, we don't know. We hope that he goes over the log. And there he goes, just like he did it every, like every single time. And it was so cool. I'm like, one day she's going to brag about that to the world. I'm still not over it. Yeah. Because the SRS is, um, it's like definitely like a, a gun dog person's goal to be like that's a cool thing just to watch or be a part of and knowing the skills that it takes to get the dogs there I love that and then the fact that Shannon put this whole thing together and dreamed it up like can't help but support a powerhouse female like that yeah and so I don't know if I'll ever have a dog there but she does a lot of outreach for the youth too and getting youth handlers involved and so I was like okay well I'm on board yeah that's awesome. I love that when people get the young kids involved like that. I mean, it's just, it's such a different world. So much confidence building. And we need that. We need young people coming up and understanding, you know, what goes into it and getting that passion for it, really. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like watching the dogs is awesome, but driving them is just like where the high is. You got to sure. do it. You got to try it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someday. What's holding you back? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Probably because it's a passion, but it's not like, a, it's not an aspiration for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not one of those things that I'm like, I really have to do this. It's just not, it's just not my thing. I want to do HRC. I've yeah. already figured it out. I've already got a friend up in <laughs> Wisconsin. Yes. Who has a dog that needs to finish his master's, but. I could bring him back and I could do senior or I could switch him over to HRC. And um, I'm like, okay, well then I'm shipping littles off. I'm going to get her finished. And then we're going to go play with somebody else's dog until she gets her skills. So you can just join us for sure. I think they have so many women involved there. 
They really do. They honestly do a great job and they really do have a big community of women for sure. What's no going to happen is Ava's going to do it because she's rock star oh, ready. And then you're going to get bored. <laughs> you're going to end up getting a dog just so that you can participate too. I'm going to be like, teach your mama how to do that. Okay. little girl. <laughs> That's what I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get in the truck and Tater's like, don't forget your whistle, mom. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I love that. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. It's so, so awesome. give some advice for all the ladies that are listening. Like, yeah, you have a wealth of knowledge that you haven't even scratched the surface of sharing, mm-hmm. but if you have women or there are women with kids that want that think, man, this would be a great family activity for us. Or maybe we don't want to get into the competition world and, and the hunt test world, but we would love to have a dog with skills that brought our family together. Like, what does that look like? Oh my gosh. Well, there's little, there's so much stuff online and social media, but honestly, like, okay, half like we have retriever roadmap. Like, so it's an online training program and it literally starts with me being like, this is what you do with your puppy. And then it goes through all this stuff. Like you find a program that you really like, whether it's in person, whether it's online and follow the program. And if you have questions, like literally reach out to people, like you and I literally sat here for like the last hour, just saying how we love helping people and sharing our knowledge and making other people successful. Like reach out because the outdoor industry really is helpful. And we really want people to, um, excel and just live a really amazing outdoor life. So reach out to anyone that you can, any business, um, and see, you know, and just kind of find your navigate your own way through that. And we have, it's, it's such a small community, really, that you are going to be led from one person to the next person to achieve your goal. If you set out to do it, you know, that's funny that you say that because you get passed on. That's how I feel. I feel like I had a season with somebody and they're like, okay, well, that's all I know, or that's all that you need for me. I'm going to put you with this person. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you just have this network of friends. I saw my mom last night. I was like, I sit back and I think about who my friends are. Mm -hmm. And not only are they just powerhouses within the industry, but they are the best people. Like I could not handpick friends with better character. Totally. I couldn't agree more. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, we all raise our kids together. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. In the bird dog world, poor data bug. I'm like, I just pass her on to some some people. I'm like, I know I just only know your first name, but it's my turn. <laughs> you know, it's like, or during our tournaments, all of us had our kids there, and they were all about ages from like six to twelve. Mm-hmm. And at those, it's like the hunt test where there's fields spread out everywhere, but you park your trailer in one place, and then it's side by side community. Like, yes. Travels. So the kids just have to stay at the trailer and it's like, okay, here's where lunch is. Don't make a mess. Make sure you close the cooler. And if there's a dog running around loose, catch it, you know, and like, that's your (laughs) rules for the day. (laughs) Yes, for sure. When then those kids are, are like you said, you know, she's FaceTiming kids in other States. Like they're literally creating their own little network at such a young age. Like they're, I mean, they have like 
just the upper hand of us getting them into those situations because it's like it's teaching them at such young age of what to do and getting to know kids their age in the outdoor industry already. I know me and another mom, I'm like, we should set up a spy cam because I wonder <laughs> what the kids are doing with the dogs. Like, you know, they were taking dogs off stakeouts and like oh, yeah. doing drills and God only knows what they were doing <laughs> while we were at the field. You know, I mean, you're always checking back in and you're always driving by. So somebody's it's not like you leave for the whole day, but right. But there are times where they are just, you know, hanging out at the trailer and they've got their little camp set up with their chairs and coolers and the radio and yeah, Spotify, like hoping and praying they can get a signal, Um, (laughs) you know, and it's like, I bet they're over there setting up, running their own dogs or they're all cleaning birds. One or the other. For sure. Yep. Refilling waters and everything. Have they, have they, have your kids started showing interest in cleaning birds yet and cooking? Yeah. They Isn't love it. Crazy? It I'm is like, crazy. It is. And I'm like, so I would, I brought home pheasants one day and I was like, all right, we're going to have this for dinner. And they're like, okay. You know, like they're breasting it out with me. We're cooking it. I'm showing them what to do. And they think it's the coolest thing ever. And my mom is like, your kids are doing that with you. Like that is so weird. And I'm like, <laughs> it's also, it's, they don't know any different. Like, you know, like the, literally the first time Ava ever saw a dead deer, she went up to it and poked its eye. And I'm like, what child goes up and pokes its eye? Like she doesn't know. She doesn't have the fear because it's just, it's all she knows. Like she yeah, doesn't that's part of the life. Okay. I'm going to yeah. send her a video. I'm going to have to search it out. <laughs> Baderbug was five yeah. and she did a video for her social media that got taken down we you know we keep losing our social medias around here yeah she said i want you guys to tell me it do i enjoy hunting more or cleaning birds more <laughs> and i'm like what kind of video is this and it shocked me so much to think like they understand the process she has her own recipes everything like she's got her apron and everything and she thinks that she has handed asher on the cooking show and and that, I think that is just so amazing to start them out that young of learning the full circle thing. Like your kids yes. get absolutely the entire full circle. They're there for the breeding, yeah, for the birth, for the training, for the hunting, for the cleaning, for the cooking, and it starts over. And that is mm-hmm. so awesome to learn like the full circle of life. Totally. And they even, you know, we've even, of course we've had dogs pass away. And so they even like, Ava's four years old and she gets it. Like, she's like, oh, they're up in heaven, you know? And then she'll like talk about other dogs that we know that are up in heaven. And um, it's, yeah, it is really interesting when you think, when you think about it that way. Cause I've, I don't think I've ever really just sat down and like processed, you know, everything they know, like the entire circle of life and from birth to the end, it is mm-hmm. really, really neat. And it's, and it's something that does not phase them because it's all that they know. Well, for moms, a super tool for teaching kids is a dog. 100%. Yep. They love taking the puppy home. It gets them, they have some chores to do it. You know, it's like, well, the puppy's being naughty and not listening. Sometimes you do that too. (laughs) And then they get it. They start to understand. And then they take so much passion into starting to work their dog. We have, oh my gosh, we have clients that will send us videos of their little kid helping like place train, you know, or whatever, laying on the dog bed. And it's just like, it's so cool when the little kids get to be a part of it. Oh my gosh. Well, I love it. I love that. 
we just have so many friends that use this opportunity to to spend family time. Like it is a very demanding life. And I know your clients are so grateful for what you do. Like, I'm so grateful that you guys are pushing the industry the way you are setting standards. Those things are appreciated, mm-hmm. but um, the fact that it is a very demanding career that never takes away from your family time. For sure. Yeah. And that's special. And you guys are leading the pack with that. And the power couple, like I said, y'all are just oh. so cute. I, I just love it. I, lo- I wish we could hang out more. I know. Well, we will have to plan something. A big hunt. Get all the dogs together. It'll be blast. It'd be amazing. So if you're listening and you're interested in a ladies hunt, Whitney's actually volunteered to put one (laughs) together. (laughs) Yeah, in October. That's my plan. I I would love for this to be an annual thing and it just gets bigger every year. Yeah. So as long as, you know, it's not the Canada dates that we already have planned, then I would love to be there. So um, tell everyone how to find you guys and how to stay in tune with the events and stuff that you guys have going on. Because if you're anywhere close to the Twin Cities, then yep. you're close to the Millers. You are. You're one hour away. That's it. So, okay. So here's the deal. So if you want to find us, go to riverstonekennels.com. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Um, you can look up Whitney Miller. You can look up Josh Miller. You can find our personal pages. Um, Josh has a retriever roadmap, online training, and I'm Google us. You can Google Josh and Whitney Miller, Riverstone Kennels. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the kids and just yes. if, if you just love everything gun dogs, like they yeah. really showcase things for families and mm-hmm. can help you. So if you're just wondering how to get involved with the family call Whitney, call the office and, and just ask questions because she is doing it every single day. Yes. Reach out, please. I would love to talk to you. Well, thanks for joining me on all American wing shooting because you guys are laying the foundation for making hunts the best they could ever be with amazing dogs. And that's the part that we celebrate the most. And, and I just love talking about it. Oh my gosh, this was so fun. I love talking to you. This is great. All right. Well, we got to get Josh on here talking to all of his expertise next time. <laughs> yeah, we will do that. He'll love it. All right. Until next time. Thank you. You can find us at All American Wing Shooting Podcast, where you, where you listen to podcasts. Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me